new CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. Time to set it up! New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violent Island, you got him. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast, a podcast from Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And this is, uh, it's it's the live period, Jody, for college basketball. And this is something that's been missing for quite a while. All the college coaches are now hovering at all the the shoe uh, events. And you're on location down at Hoover, Alabama for the Adidas event down there. Um, There'll be Louisville coaches present there and in many different places located across the country over the next few days. So crazy, busy, hectic time uh, for the, for, you know, not just Louisville, but college coaches across the country as they try to get eyes on their top targets. And as mentioned, you're there. Um, I'll be hitting the road for Indianapolis later in the week. Um, you're going to be on the road again. So we're going to, as Cardinal Authority, we're going to try and do as much as we can as well to bring the news, how the guys are playing, who the coaches are seeing, that kind of stuff. But uh, how are things in Hoover? I know it all kicks off really basically for you today. Uh, so what kind of day are you expecting down there? Yeah, I mean, it's the first uh, of three, uh, four day, four, three or four day uh, live periods that the coaches can have this month, one next weekend and then one the following, the final weekend of the month as well. Um, We'll be out in full force as usual. I'm going to be here uh, in Hoover today and some tomorrow. Um, Good, good, a good event here in Hoover and uh, and some guys I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to, to seeing. Um, Reed Shepard, Tayson Chapman, the kid from Minnesota who Louisville's offered, London Johnson, um, uh, Makai Johnson from the uh, from uh, West Virginia. A uh, lot of lot of good guys. Uh, some other younger Kentucky kids uh, that I want to check out uh, a, a, as well um, that play on this uh, this uh, Tennessee team, uh, this Tennessee travel team that uh, that they've got. Colin Porter, who's a kid who's really kind of drawn some, uh, some, some eyes in the 2023 class and uh, uh, interested to see some of them. But again, uh, it's all about the coaches and tracking where the coaches are. Um, and, uh, and, and I think the coaches will kind of come in hot today more than anything. Uh, and not just Louisville, everybody, because they're, they're finally out. They're finally able yeah. to get out. They're finally able to do the thing that they like to do even though they say they don't like to do it. And the thing that really helps take their program to uh, that next level, and that is recruiting. Yeah, and as you mentioned, coaches, and I should have mentioned this earlier, we're going to be joined, a great guest here in the pod, CardsCast today. Um, Cahill Fennell is going to be joining us in the CardsCast. Going to talk a lot bit about recruiting, uh, talk about, you know, his move into from director of ops to becoming a full-time assistant. He was promoted uh, in April, so really looking forward to to picking his brain uh, and, also kind of getting an idea of how practice is moving for the current team. But as you mentioned right now for the coaches, it's all about finding the future. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And, and sorry. And, and that's the thing that they have to, they, they probably have forgotten how to manage over the course of the last <laughs> couple of years because yeah. they haven't, they haven't been out and recruiting, but this is a, you know, this is a busy time of the, uh, of the month, you know, I mean, Chris Mack was with his team, uh, yesterday, um, you know, most assistants get on the road the day before. 
they go and check into events or they do what, you know, whatever they need to do and, and, and get there. And, uh, but, you know, coach Mack was actually in, and most head coaches are with their team the day before. And then they, uh, and then they head out and uh, they go to where, uh, to where they're going. Um, I find it interesting to me. Um, and, and I'm not going to, Normally, I would read into this a little bit more, but I'm not because the fact that some of the main targets that Louisville has, Rodney Rice, the main target in 2022, um, Caleb Glenn, uh, Tay Davis, the 2022 commitment, Laurent Rice, the 23 kid, those guys don't start playing today. So uh, so Coach Mack starting out in, uh, in Birmingham and in, in Hoover, uh, which is just outside of Birmingham, is no... Uh, uh, is no shock really to me, and I don't like I said I'm not going to read too much into it. But um, for him to get a, 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 an eye, an early eye uh, on Reed Shepard and uh, Makai Johnson, who I think are two of the top guys in that 2023 class, is is a big deal. Yeah, you know, and, and these events, it's, they're kind of really twofold. Obviously, the coaches want to be there to be able to evaluate, see how their prospects that they've offered or they're considering offering you know, are progressing, especially now after there's been such a, an off time. I mean, they've been able to watch these, these virtual event, well, watching these events streaming, uh, but you don't really capture the same thing if you're watching online. So it's a great opportunity to get actual eyeballs, you know, on these, these prospects that they've, you know, put such a premium on, but on the, it, it's also uh, a place you, you kind of need to be seen. You got to throw your school colors on with your logo on and, and uh, be on the sideline, you know, while you're evalu evaluating the kids that are playing, are also looking around to see, okay, who's here watching? Um, you know, and that's a pretty big emphasis. I mean, there's, you know, kids and their families will put, hey, you know, this school's obviously showing a lot of interest in us. I mean, they're making every effort they can to, to see so-and-so play as often as they can. You know, so there's multiple reasons for being out, you know, at these events, really. Yeah, and, and quite honestly, to be, to be totally honest with everybody, we can say, it's about evaluating. It's about this. It's about that. Yes, there's an evaluation process that goes on, but this is this is all about, for lack of a better way of saying it, you know, kind of babysitting a little bit, you know, uh, showing that you do like them, just being seen more than uh, more than anything. Um, these these guys play, and, and on the women's side of things too, they play so many games during events like this that uh, that again, it's just. It's good for coaches to be seen. Yeah. You know, and as you mentioned, uh, the women uh, have already really gotten things going. You've had a couple of great reports um, for the, from the event out here that's been in Louisville, out at the Kentucky Fairgrounds. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, I recommend that you do that. You've had, you know, nice reports on where uh, the women's coaches have been and, and who they're watching. Um, and then today, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet at CardinalAuthority.com, the five storylines for the, you know, the men's recruiting uh, as as the live periods get open, so plenty of great content that uh, that you're pumping out, Jody, and, and plenty more to come as we get an opportunity to to chat with the kids and get the latest and 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 see who the coaches are talking to and all that or, or watching, I should say, and everything else that comes along with these events. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, there's no uh, downtime anymore. Um, <laughs> the downtime is gone. This month is uh, is exciting, and uh, you know it's. Uh, it, it, it's interesting for me uh, just because this is a new staff for Louisville. You know, how do they do things a little different than, than what the staff did before? How do they do things a little different than what other staffs have done in the past? Yep. Um, 
we don't we don't know that yet. Um, we know that Chris Mack was very very um, set on not offering kids until uh, in, until the the right time to offer kids, um, and and that that time was uh, June fifteenth. You know, and, uh, and and I think that that is a uh, an interesting change to me. And we'll see if uh, we'll see if he continues uh, to make little tweaks and little changes as far as not not necessarily the type of kid that they recruit, but how they how they recruit them, how they go about trying to get them on campus. Yeah, you know that's that's a great point. You know, with such a you know a new look staff, you know we've heard about you know, the changes that we're going to see on the floor with, with the current team. So seeing how they you know, adjust and, and some slight changes that they make in their approach to recruiting is, is equally as interesting. You know, a good point that you brought up about, you know, when they decided to offer, which, you know, in hindsight looks like it kind of you know, it helped impact the news cycle, if anything, a little bit more, kind of gave it a little bit more attention. So, you know, I, I give them a thumbs up for, for that decision. So it will be interesting to see how, you know, they progress and, and as, as, we, you know, as, as we've reported at Cardinal Authority, uh, they're certainly keeping busy, uh, putting on the airline miles, uh, getting to uh, their eyeballs and to be able to be seen by these kids, as we were just talking about, you know, wherever these events are, whether it be in Alabama, Indianapolis, you know, other places across the country as well. So busy, busy time. And uh, again, we're going to continue to have it all covered here at Cardinal Authority. Yeah, I think uh, just the last thing for me, I think we'll see coaches uh, from Louisville, uh, in Indianapolis, in Chicago, in Las Vegas, perhaps in Atlantic City. Um, I wouldn't mind going to Vegas in Atlantic City. I should have thought of that a little uh, earlier. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm here in Hoover for a day, about a day and a half, and I know that, that they'll be here. And then there's three events in Atlanta that are, that are pretty big, so, uh, so all over um, Atlanta. And, and, and I could see some other places here and there and in between and everywhere. So uh, – uh, a lot of uh, a lot of recruiting going on, and a lot of uh, uh, things that we will keep bringing you at uh, at Cardinal Authority. Uh, just keep clicking; we'll have uh, updates throughout the day. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. When I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No. And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. All right, excited to bring on our guest here into the Cards cast. University of Louisville basketball assistant Cahill Fennell uh, joining us here. Uh, Cahill spent the last three seasons as the director of uh, basketball operations for Chris Mack's staff. Now uh, promoted in April, now full-time assistant, uh, which brings on a whole different slew of, of responsibilities. Appreciate you joining us in the in the cards cast, Kennel Cahill. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. Appreciate you, Michael. Thanks for having me. Man. Um, but let, let's start with what you're doing right now. As we know, July is, is an open period, um, which means that you guys are, are recruiting. You're out on the road. Uh, we saw you, I guess, out at Shepherdville, well, it seems like two weeks ago. Time flies. Uh, when you, when really the first time in over a year, uh, coaches were able to go out and start watching some recruits, and and that really gets crazy. Um, you know, let, let's start with that. Uh, what's it like to be back out on the road? You know, being able to watch kids in person, not having to do things virtually anymore. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's it's great. I think the probably the only good thing that came out of quarantine and, and 
everything that went along with COVID was the ability to stream games, all the events and all the tournaments stream their, stream their events now. So, um, so you got to see a little bit of that, but obviously you missed so much as far, you know, from the evaluation process, as far as, you know, body language and how they communicate with their teammates and their coaches. And, you know, a lot of times you can see how competitive they are and how much it means to them and things like that. So um, it's really um, impossible, frankly, to replicate in-person evaluation. And it's great to be back on the road. You know, and, and a lot of that is, you know, not only evaluating, but also just kind of to be seen by these kids as, as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that's part of it. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, players and families in their circle, they view uh, how often you're attending their game as support or prioritization and things like that. So, um, you know, to be in the mix and things like that, you, you know, you have to be present. You have to show face um, for high priority guys. You, you just have to show up. So. Um, obviously, I have no problem doing that. The staff has no problem doing that. That's, that's part of the game. But um, obviously, that doesn't mean that we like one kid necessarily more than another. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to see the guys that we're excited about, and, and we're going to work really hard at it and get out, get out on the road and, and be visible. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, the staff, you guys are all over the place uh, right now. You're in, you're in one place, Chris Max in another. You know, Mike Pease goes to another spot. Um, when you're out traveling like that, how much do you interact with other guys on the staff? Like, are you sending texts? Oh, coach, you know, Chris, you, you should have seen what so-and-so just did. Does that, does that happen between you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh, I think communication, with, to your point, I mean, we're, we're spread out all over the country. And Coach Mack might be seeing somebody, you know, in this, in this environment, he's seeing somebody in person for the first time. So yeah. um, he could be really excited about him. He could be a little bit disappointed on the, about the way the game went. Um, and he's certainly going to communicate to the staff and, and vice versa. You know, if I see a guy that, um, you know, I necessarily haven't seen a ton of, I'll, I'll let the staff know with my thoughts as well. So uh, I think it's really important um, to target the right guys and, and being really intentional about who you're targeting and who you're going after um, and, and not recruiting, you know, the wrong guys is a, is yeah. a big piece of that. So uh, having open communication, having honest communication within the staff is, is integral to, uh, to making that happen. In addition to going out and seeing kids now, you, you've been able to, welcome them to campus, whether it be unofficial visits or, or official. We've had a bunch of unofficial visits and also a big, big time official visitor as well, uh, without getting into in, in, in particulars. Um, what's, what's been the reception been like? What's that been like to have kids back on campus, showing them the facilities, the campus and all that? I think it's been great. You know, obviously um, our, our program and our university shows really well. I, I think that's one of the strong points of our program is to get them on campus, show them the facilities. Um, have them meet our players, have them meet and interact with our staff in person for the first time, um, have a feel for the city and what that looks like downtown and what's going on. Um, I, I think it really surprises some people that aren't necessarily familiar with the area. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it surprises just about everybody from a basketball point of view when it comes to our facilities and our arena and everything like that. So um, it's, it's great for global basketball to get kids on campus. That, that's a big, big part of what we do. Um, our, our current players are, are thrilled with their environment and, and what they have going on here. And uh, I think with the new, the new, excuse me, the new dorm coming, uh, it just shows even better. So, uh, yeah, having kids and their families and their coaches and their circle on campus is, is massive for us. There's a, you know, I talk to a lot of the kids after they visit or, or you know, when they're going to, you know, these live events and they know that you guys are on the sidelines watching or whatever the case may be. And one of the things that I often hear from them um, is they're really struck by the fact that Louisville is so big yet has no protein. So Louisville is basically – the team that the community uh, rallies around and doesn't have to share the TV or the radio or anything else with, you know, with an NBA team or, or even, you know, whatever other pro franchise could be out there. Um, how big of a thing is that when you guys are, are talking to recruits, does it, how often does that come up and why does it seem to resonate so much with them? 
Yeah, I just think it speaks to the fact that we're the only show in town in so many respects. I mean, it's such a basketball mad city and state and region. Um, you know, when you look at viewership for the NCAA tournament and where this region ranks year after year after year, uh, when you look at our attendance figures, obviously at the Yum Center and and social media presence and all that kind of stuff. I mean, our, our guys uh, just get a ton of love and adulation, uh, but also scrutiny, scrutiny, obviously. So, yeah. um, but I, I think recruits uh, really respond to that because they feel special. It, it's a it's a basketball school. It's one of the last truly basketball schools that really prioritizes the sport and throws resources behind the sport, and uh, the community really rallies behind this program. So. Uh, both us and the women's team. So I, I just think it's a really unique environment. It's a really unique city when you have, I believe it's the third largest city in the country without a pro sports franchise. Um, I mean, that's special. I mean, we are the pro sports team in town and uh, we get all the perks, perks that go along with that. You know, and, and in this new era of the NIL, that could be a big plus for the program and, and players as well. Yeah, you know, obviously there's only so much I can get into on that, but yeah, I think sure. our guys and our players and, and future players are really well-placed to to do really well in the NIL space. I, I think when you speak to the size of the city and, um, you know, some of the money that's involved in the city and, and how passionate people are about the program, I think, um, like I said, we're, we're really well-placed as a program and our players are as well to uh, to be really successful in that area. Awesome. Again, we're joined by Hill Fennell, uh, University of Louisville men's basketball assistant uh, here in the Cardscast. Uh, let's let's back up and, and kind of talk a little about your history. Um, you're a graduate of the University of Redlands. Then you you weren't in, really in basketball, from what I understand, for about ten years, for a decade. Uh, what was it, I guess, during that time? You know, that uh, sparked the interest to hey, you know, I want to get into coaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had a pretty unique playing experience in college. You know, at the University of Redlands, we um, we you know we called it the system, and we we was just completely run and gun. I, I think I spoke to somebody else about it, and you know you had to throw out all the the basketball principles that you've been taught since you're a kid, and yeah. you know all the fundamental stuff kind of goes out the window. So it just turns into um, just really just shooting threes and and just kind of giving up layups and and in <laughs> place of threes on our end, and just kind of hoping we all shoot people. Uh, so it was a really strange. Strange experience, strange environment to play in. Um, so when I was done with college, I was I was pretty pretty much done with basketball. Um, so following that, I, I sold medical devices for uh, just about ten years. I think my first job, not I think my first job out of college was a uh, I was selling copiers door to door in wow. uh, the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, and I was living at my mom's house, paying rent to my mom. Hmm. Uh, so that was that was probably a low point. And then uh, you know, <laughs> just kind of going there. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not. Not how I envisioned it, but yeah. um, that's how you cut your teeth in sales. And then from there, I, I sold pharmaceuticals for Johnson Johnson, and then I was fortunate to be promoted selling medical devices with J and J as well, and and kind of moved around the the medical device space uh, for a few years following that. So, um, you know, I was never truly truly happy doing that. It, it was just kind of like a paycheck and and yeah. a situation where, you know, I, I found some financial success and had a family and things like that. So. Um, by and large, things were going really well and smoothly, but I, I always had an itch to get back involved with sports and uh, especially young people and, and kind of trying to influence and, and help young people through sports. And uh, I actually applied through, you know, one of the online sites like Indeed or Monster.com or something like that uh, to be a JV assistant coach at a local high school. Um, oh, wow. And I got the job and, and kind of as fate would have it, the, uh, the guy that was supposed to be the head coach, like didn't pass a background check. Ooh. So I became the... Uh, the head JV coach while I was while I was working my job in medical device sales, 
And I, I absolutely loved it. I, I really surprised myself how, how passionate I was about it, how competitive I was, how much I cared, how much it meant to me. And, you know, I, I ended up just feeling like this is what I wanted and needed to do. And um, I left medical device sales for good and, and dove two feet in. Nice. You know, and then you just start climbing the ranks and uh, eventually, you know, making it, you know, going to Portland State and then eventually on to the University of Louisville where you became director of basketball operations. How did the relationship between you and Chris Mack start? Have you guys known each other for a long time or, or where did that kind of blossom? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's another strange one. I mean, he was actually my wife's high school coach at Mount Notre Dame High School. Oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, so uh, we had a really strange, bizarre connection there. Um, you know, we had a connection, but I wouldn't necessarily say that we were friends or friendly or communicated all that often. Um, so, you know, we, we were cool, you know, we ran into each other in Cincinnati and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, exchanged pleasantries and all that kind of stuff, but it's not like we're calling each other on the phone or anything like that. Uh, but then when I got involved in basketball, I went from, you know, high school JV to an assistant coach in the division two school in Texas and, you know, stayed on there for a couple of years. I was fortunate to get promoted there and, uh. We, uh, you know, had some really good players and were fortunate to have a lot of success and went on from Portland State. And then when I got involved in college coaching, you know, I started to kind of reach out to Coach Mack and try to pick his brain a little bit about the business and, and get his advice and uh, maybe some next steps and things like that. What he saw was uh, would be a good move for me. And, uh, you know, going from UT Permian Basin to Division II school, I was, I was lucky to get a, uh, an assistant job at Portland State. And uh, again, we had some success there, fortunately. And um, some really good players, and Coach Barrett Peary does a great job. Uh, Coach Andy Newman at UT Permian Basin does a phenomenal job. He's, I think he's one of the best in the country at that level for sure. And, uh, you know, from there, as I said, you know, just staying in touch with Coach Mack and and uh, going back and forth with him, I, you know, he's kind of following my career. And, and, you know, we had some success. And when he got the job at, at Louisville, he was, uh, you know, I was lucky for him to reach out and, and offer me the job as the director of operations. And what was that like, that moment like when, you know, he came and said, hey, I want to promote you to, to, full-time assistant what was that like for you uh it was great yeah it, it was it was terrific um it was something for me that was absolutely a goal you know I, I obviously didn't have not obviously I should say but for me personally I didn't have intentions of, of being a director of operations for uh the long term so so making that step um uh, for me personally was great it's absolutely something that I had targeted and um something I was really excited about and had the opportunity to do at Louisville um is huge I mean it's just it doesn't get much better than Louisville and, uh, you know, working for Coach Mack here and working with Ross and Mike or, you know, Ross and Mike, in my opinion, are two of the best assistant coaches in the country. I wouldn't trade them for anybody. And to have the caliber of players that we work with every day, it's a, it's a very special place. Yeah, let's, let's get to the team again. We're joined by Cahill Fennell, University of Louisville men's basketball assistant here on the Cardscast. Let's, let's get to the, the current team. You know, we've had a chance, uh, the media, uh, I, when I say we, we've had a chance to <laughs> chat with a lot of the newcomers uh, over the last, you know, couple of weeks and, I got to talk to Mike James uh, this week and really impressed with, with what they're saying about their experience so far, how well they're, how quickly it sounds like they're coming together as a group. Um, but one of the things that's really sticking out um, is, you know, that they're talking about how fast paced everything is, you know, and how they're getting up and down the floor. What's it, what's it like, you know, behind the curtain where we can't see what's, what's practice like for you guys? It's been fun. It really has been a lot of fun. It's been exciting. I think, um, you know, I've mentioned it before. I think a lot of the credit has to go to the players as far as how quickly they've adapted to this, how open-minded they've been, um, how accepting of a new style. And, and everybody says they want to play fast and get out in transition and things like that until they actually have to work at it and do it. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's not for everybody. It's not for every skill set. It's not for every approach. Um, but our dudes have been great with it. And, and I think, you know, the fruits of their labor are really starting to show themselves as far as how much work they put in 
uh, already in this short amount of time in this offseason. Um, the extra work, the time, you know, off hours, things on their own. Um, you know, I've heard they've been getting together and just kind of discussing philosophies and principles of our offense and things like that. And it's that kind of um, self-leadership, player-led leadership is going to lead to success ultimately down the road. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun in, in, in practice and workouts and things like that. And I'm just, I'm really pleased with, with the effort our guys have put in so far. Well, the newcomers, I mean, you got six of them coming in from different backgrounds, obviously a couple high school, junior college, and obviously some uh, big time transfers as well. How have they, from your vantage point, adapted to, you know, Louisville basketball? I think by and large really well. I think you mentioned the diverse backgrounds of the guys. I think that's a reflection of, you know, the current college basketball landscape, right? And, yeah, and certainly yeah. how we're going to approach it moving forward. Our couple transfers uh, to add some experience and some proven um, instant impact. Uh, some high school guys to really grow and develop. Uh, another junior college guy that we're really, really excited about. So, um, yeah, across the board, whether it's our junior college guy, L. Ellis, or high school with Rose and Mike James, um, and obviously our transfers with Noah Locke and, and Jared West, uh, we're absolutely excited about all of them. I, these are guys that have shown great strides, again, in such a short amount of time um, in, in these workouts through July where uh, it's easy to get excited about them. Or pardon me, June and July, I should say. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to get excited about them for this year and moving forward. I mean, these are guys that just work extremely hard. They, they want to be good. Uh, they want the team to be great. Um, they, they pull for each other. Uh, you really get the sense that everybody's pulling in the same direction. Um, it, it's a cool thing to be a part of right now. Anybody surprising you? Um, no, you know what? I will say L. Ellis is, is even more athletic than I thought he was. Really? I mean, nice. He is a big time, big time athlete. I, I think, um, you know, that kind of goes, that, that flies under the radar a little bit because I don't know if he just didn't let loose in Tallahassee or what, but I mean, he can really get off the floor. He can really move. Um, he is an explosive, high level athlete. So uh, he, he has some moments that are, that are really exciting in practice. Um, Jared West uh, is an exciting playmaker. I think his leadership skills and his experience, his ability to shoot the ball has been awesome to see. I think Noah Locke is showing some things to his game and some aspects of his offensive arsenal, which he didn't necessarily show um, at his prior stop. So um, I, I think that's going to take people off guard as far as how talented he truly is. Um, Roosevelt Wheeler is, is bigger than I even thought. I mean, that, that's a big dude, especially for a freshman. I mean, he's a house, man. So um, I, I think his mobility at that size, his, his potential at that size is really exciting. Um, you know, Mike James, his ability to pass the ball and think the game. I mean, he's a really sharp, intelligent kid. Um, and you combine that with a, a, a great framed, athletic, hard worker. Um, I, I think his future is extremely bright. So, um, yeah, that whole newcomer group has, has been awesome. Yeah, Matt Cross got on there a little bit later. I had to finish things up. You've been impressed by him so far? Absolutely, yeah. No, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him as well. Thank you. Matt Cross has, has obviously been here for a shorter amount of time, and there's so much information uh, for him to kind of digest as it comes so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and he's been obviously thrown in the deep end, arriving a little bit later than the rest of the guys, but um, he's great. Uh, he, he's been terrific. I, I think he's shown a great personality off the floor. I think he's shown a really strong work, work ethic on the floor. Uh, obviously, he shot the ball at a really high level at Miami. He shot the ball at a really high level throughout high school. Um, but I think he's a better passer than people give him credit for. Nice. Um, he's a strong, big frame, tough kid. Um, so I, I think he's going to be uh, a really versatile weapon for us. I, I think he's going to be great. Awesome. I don't want to keep you much longer. Just got, uh, you know, two more questions for you. And this is, this is going to be the, the really deep stuff. Uh, <laughs> basketball is going to be playing some softball on uh, July 19th at Patterson Stadium. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's an event to, to – to benefit the Jackson's journey, which is, uh, you know, Andy Kettler, the strength coaches, his son Jackson, uh, you know, 
after losing his life to brain cancer uh, back in 2016. So, uh, you know, obviously a great purpose behind it. But it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, how much softball slash baseball experience uh, uh, does Coach Fennell have? <laughs> well, I've, <laughs> I've never played softball before. Um, so, so very little there. Uh, you know, I stopped playing baseball, I think, in oof, first grade, maybe. Yeah, second, yeah. second grade. Um, so I, I wouldn't say my baseball skills are, are high level either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I will say, not to throw one of the bus, but Mike Pegues thought there was four dudes in the outfield uh, the other day. So I feel like I'm a little bit ahead of him as far as just kind of baseball acumen and, and being on top of the game. But uh, no, I, I wouldn't expect expect much of a contribution from me at all. <laughs> but, you know, great events. Monday, July 19th at 6 p.m. At, at Jim Patterson Stadium. You know, fans can go to gocards.com for more information on that. But should be a lot of fun. And, and again, more information on Jackson's Journey can be found at jacksonsjourney.com as well. Uh, before I do let you go, UofL announced, you know, season tickets on sale today. Um and that, that comes on the heels of the news that all the venues are back to full capacity. Um, how cool is it going to be for you guys down on the floor uh, to be able to look up and, and you know, and, and grateful for all the those that came out last year in, in really difficult circumstances, but how grateful will it be or how will it feel to look up and see 20,000-plus again in the KFC Yum Center? It's going to be great, but I'm really glad you mentioned the fans that showed up this past season because you're right. I mean, really difficult circumstances. I mean, obviously the measures that were put in place were absolutely necessary and um, a byproduct of the unfortunate events you know, around the globe. So I completely understand and, and really grateful uh, for the people that showed up. And, um, that was really cool to have somebody there and for them to you know, value you know, Louisville basketball to the point where you know, they came out of their homes and, and wanted to be a part of this thing and support us was, was awesome. So uh, that can't go unsaid. I, I, that's, that was a really cool thing. Um, but moving forward, you know, shoot. I mean, this season and having a full house again and, and having a great team to support, I, I couldn't be happier about it. I couldn't be more excited about it. You know, I do feel for guys like Carly Jones who didn't get to experience that. Yeah. Uh, such a great player, such a good, such a good guy. Um, you know, he, he, <laughs> the fans would have loved him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think he would have yeah. off that and, um, you know, poured his heart and soul into the program for one year and, and just did everything we asked. So, him not having the opportunity to play in front of the, uh, people in person was is tough, and obviously Charles Newman as well. But um, you know, I, I think I think moving forward for this season, it's just going to be great, and I'm so excited to have people there. Um, we got some really nice games, and I'm excited about it at home that, that people can get excited about as well. So um, it, it should be a lot of fun. I know, just from my vantage point, the media we're going to be sitting up in the the corner, uh, I guess in the 200 level, um, and it's you know just from my vantage point, it's going to be great to hear the roar again. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to myself kind of get uh, goosebumps just thinking about it. So, the coach, appreciate you taking some time and hopping in the cards cast with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, Mike. All right. And best of luck out there on the road, uh, keeping an eye on the, the guys you want to keep an eye on. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. All right. Thanks, coach. Again, appreciate Coach Fennel for joining us here in the Cards Cast. Great stuff from him. Looking forward to really watching his progression as a full-time assistant now, and and watching his further increased impact on the team as you know, both on the floor and in recruiting, uh, to see how things uh, continue to progress under head coach Chris Mack. Uh, plenty of stuff uh, for this July recruiting period, this live period that is currently ongoing. Make sure you check as much. I mean, there's there's kind of a, an overflow. Uh, so if if you're a little behind, make sure you get caught up. There's a big board for both the 2022 and the 2023 class who are the main targets that the coaching staff are looking at. As mentioned earlier, uh, currently on the homepage, five storylines uh, for the men's basketball 
recruiting during this live period, things to watch for, um, and, and a whole slew of other things. There'll be a tracker of where they're going. Uh, there's a live thread on on what Jody's seen at Hoover and at the Adidas event down at Hoover today. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be ongoing as we continue to get eyeballs, uh, just as we did a couple weekends ago at the event in Shelbyville, um, which uh, we got a lot of positive feedback from how, you know, the coverage that we provided from there. So we're going to continue to do that and, and continue to increase that uh, as well. So make sure you make a, a visit to Cardinal Authority, uh, not only the homepage, but the Insiders Forum uh, frequently as we continue to update uh, the information as we see it, as we gather it uh, and share it as quick as we can. So um, keep clicking at Cardinal Authority for Jody, Jody Demling. I am Michael McCammon, and this has been the Cards Cast. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.